welcome to the Muscle Science for Women podcast. Guys, girls, everybody who's listening, we appreciate you. Everybody. Everybody. I'm Ashley. That's Rachel, my coach, aka my coach, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes. (laughs) And by the way, we are going to do probably most episodes now, I think for the next couple of weeks at least, or, you know, a couple of months. We're going to do like little mini updates on how this whole situation is going. We're going to leave it to the end of the episode um, to make you guys listen to all the other good stuff that we have to say, (laughs) but we've got some updates to do at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. It's worth it. Um, All right. But I guess we were talking about hair Hair. before we started recording, right? We were talking about beautiful hair. Well, Ashley has beautiful hair right now. And I was like, Hey, how do you do your hair? Cause Thank you. I'm so lazy and I'm just like, don't have it in me to pay attention to that stuff that much. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, let me put some mascara so I don't look dead. And then like, let me just like uh, wash my hair so I don't look homeless. And that's about it. And you're like showing up with like glam, like curls yeah. and like the eyeshadow. And I'm well, listen, like, all right. <laughs> I, I'm doing it today because I have to, to feel like you said, like I'm alive and not like just a scary monster that no one looks at because I deal with a child all day long and I don't get any sun for six months of the year. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I literally feel like a zombie unless I put some effort in. And it really is funny because it's been like sort of a coming out of pandemic, which I know, you know, this is like a long time coming now, but like I work from home. I don't have to see anybody if I don't want to. I'm with a child most of the time. I have zero reason to look cute pretty much ever. I mean, sorry, Alex, but I just, I don't have a good reason to put a lot of effort in. Sorry, Alex. So so I've been telling myself like, put some effort in because it makes you feel better. You know, it's nice. And I don't have to sit in front of a mirror for an hour. It's just like, put a little makeup on. You're getting on camera today. Put a little makeup on, blow dry your hair. It will make you feel so much better. And then the rest of the day, I kind of feel like I put a little effort into myself, you know, but anyway, the long story short of the hair is I, as I was saying offline, I think probably some listeners can relate to this. I feel like nobody likes their own hair, right? Like you always take, take it for granted. Like I have friends who have like beautiful, thick, curly hair. And they're just like, Oh, the work that it takes. And I used to spend hours like straightening it. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? I have like the finest baby hair it is so tangly and it is so like straight and boring. Um, and I have to put effort in to make it look interesting at all. And I, to your point, like I actually never put, like, I've never learned how to do hair anything. Anytime it looks good, it's an accident. Um, and I've gone to, I have a hairdresser and I'm like, could you teach me no joke how to blow dry my hair? Because I don't know how to do it properly. Like I know how to make my hair dry after the shower, but I don't know how to blow dry it properly. Like you see people like you know, blowing out their hair. So it looks beautiful. I don't know how to do that. And she was like, I actually teach classes on this. Like literally people teach classes on how to like curl and blow dry your hair. I haven't done it yet, but I do have like one of those curling irons. That's like, you kind of wrap your hair around the curling iron instead of, you know what I mean? And, uh, I literally just, um, put some kind of like spray in it. I just kind of do it a couple times. And then I just like brush it out with my hands yeah. to try and make it not so like curly Sue. And however it, it ends up is how it ends up. Um, so it looks it a little looks better good. than it. Thank you. It looks a little bit better today than it normally does, but um, it's just a crap shoot. So right, anyway, well, 
Um, we should probably hold each other accountable to doing this because I've been like, I feel like if we mm-hmm. just learn how to, this is just like anything else, mm-hmm. just learn and take a little bit of time to mm-hmm. watch, like just learn how to curl our hair, even if it's just like one, one way mm-hmm. and we do mm-hmm. it a few times, then we're going to know how to do it. And then it'll be like, oh, I'm, I don't know why it took me 20 years of my life to sit down for 10 minutes and learn how to do this. Yeah. A simple thing that makes you feel like you're a little bit more put together. Maybe like I didn't learn how to French braid my own hair until the pandemic (laughs) because I I just was like, my hair is only in like a ponytail all day, every day. And I was just like, you know, everyone's learning how to make sourdough and stuff. And I like did a YouTube (laughs) tutorial to try and figure out how to like do my own braids. And I, you know, they're like a B minus, but like, it's better than it was before. Cause I took the time yeah. to learn. So, all right. Well, yeah, I'm going to so have that on my, uh, to-do list. to-do list. It's yeah. been on there for 10 years, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. You'll get, there. you'll get there eventually. Um, and it, this kind of relates to, since we're having a little beauty chat off the top of the podcast, this, this is related to a question that we got recently that I thought it would be kind of fun to touch on. I know, this is something that you could talk about, like you could write a book about this, much less a couple minutes on a podcast. But we got a question from a listener asking about like if our attitudes towards ourselves, our attitudes about like beauty and whatever, looking good has changed since we have become, and I'm using air quotes here, influencers on the internet, because <sighs> I don't know if either of us would really describe ourselves that way, but Basically, when you're, you know, on social media, if you're doing anything like this, where you're kind of trying to get in front of people, right? Whether you're Mm -hmm. educating or teaching or whatever it is you're doing, you're still showing up um, in front of people and want to, I guess, look your best. So I thought it was kind of an interesting question that, again, could be huge. But I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, have you felt like any more pressure or any just changes in how you like feel about? yourself and how you show up in front of people, like Mm. since you've kind of grown in popularity on the internet? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's definitely pressure Mm. to feel, even if it's not like pressure that other people put on you, it's just the pressure you put on yourself to like feel and look. And and this is like with anything in life though, but especially like when you have kind of like a, a spotlight on you, and you do what we do, which is talk about body composition and health and nutrition and all that stuff day in and day out. There yeah. is definitely like some underlying pressure where I think that's a, like very real, like especially with body composition or like being self-conscious of that. Um, and I would say that I've definitely grown over the years, especially just in my own transformations to um become more mature about it in the sense of like, yeah, even if I, you know, am self-conscious of like my face, like if I gain a little weight and like my face gets a little puffier, like that's like my one thing where I'm like, I hate that. Like, you know, I'm self-conscious of that. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, like no one really cares, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, there's always that, that feeling of like pressure, I guess is the easiest word to say, right. Um, to look a certain way to, to come off as a certain way. Um, and I think that for, I mean, females and males both, but I think like females, maybe a little bit more. Um, so 
what I have found to help me a little bit in the last few years has been, um, there's actually something that came out of, uh, something that I posted like a few years ago where it was like, nobody, maybe this was like last year, I posted a picture where it was like Instagram versus reality. I think it was like two years ago. And it was like side by sides of me, like in a bathing suit and a bikini. Yeah, yeah, like laying down, um, looking like like flat stomach, whatever. Um, having like a little bit of ab definition there. And then like a second later, I sat up, right? And like my my belly rolls are showing. Um, and it's the same, obviously the same picture. And I was like Instagram versus reality. And I said something like, nobody gives two craps if you have a six pack. Like nobody cares except you. Um, and then I said some other stuff, which I don't really remember, but I got a lot of good like feedback from that in terms of just like people saying, yeah, that's, it's like so true. Like you put so much pressure on yourself to like look a certain way and like literally, and, and it's the whole body image and like being self-conscious of that, but it's like literally nobody freaking cares. <laughs> like if you are, and it, I kind of just like try to put myself in my shoes thinking of other people like thinking of you for example like if i saw you with like a flat stomach and and like a six pack i'd be like oh that that's cool like ashley looks awesome but then if i saw like you with showing some belly rolls or whatever i'd be like which you okay. are seeing as my coach now <laughs> you're seeing I'm some like, unflattering yeah. pictures of me. but i'm like okay. Like that doesn't like, I don't see or think of you any differently. Like you're still the same exact person. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't like, I don't think like, Oh, Ashley has belly rolls. She's, I don't want to be your friend anymore. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I guess that's the thing too, is like, we don't, we're so conditioned to feel like we have to be beautiful and perfect, but we don't actually like take this, the next step of thinking, okay, if we aren't perfect in other people's eyes, what does that mean? You know, is that the worst thing in the world? Because like you said, no one else is as critical of us as we are of ourselves. And secondly, if people are shitty to you or critical to you online, because that's where it usually happens, people being trolls or just being nasty to you, do they matter in any way? You know, like it could certainly ruin your day if someone makes a crappy comment on a post of yours or whatever, but like they're strangers they're a certain kind of stranger who would take the time to write something negative about someone they don't know online. Yeah. Does their opinion actually matter, you know? And the truth of it is that it does not. It can I understand that it can still impact people, but I think that's the thing to remember too is like it just doesn't matter what other people think good or bad. And I think that that's mm-hmm. part of um, this like interesting backlash we're seeing with like famous people. Cause I think you and I have had this conversation offline about like, I have been struggling with the idea of like, not that it's like knocking down my door right now, but like getting more popular on <laughs> social media. If I did the things to suddenly get 10 times more eyes on me, I don't know if I'd want to, or if I'd feel comfortable because the more popular you get, the more just nastiness you're subjected to. And I'm like, I don't know if it's worth the more business or the more clicks or whatever I'd get. And I think about some of these famous people who every single thing they do is scrutinized, just everything. And people are so quick to be negative or nasty or just to comment physically on somebody that like, if it was your friend, if it was somebody you loved, you wouldn't nitpick every single thing about a person's 
physical appearance, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that like, we've talked about this before, you can find a balance between caring about what you look like and not caring so much that it ruins your life or it yeah. rules your life, right? We don't yeah. have to pretend that looking good isn't important because we all want to look our best. But I think for me, one of the things that's helped me, you know, as I get older, as I've been in the, um, you know, on social media for a certain amount of time, it's coming to the realization that like, you can't compete with whatever you think is out there, the perfection, the beauty, the fitter people, the more beautiful people, you can't compete. There's no point. And it's just, it's, it's a non-starter anyway, because you don't know what other people have gone through. You don't know what they've had done. You don't know what Photoshopping is done. They're Mm -hmm. not you. You don't have the same face or the same body or the same life or the same situation. So when you stop trying to compete with whatever perfection you think you see out there, and you just try to be your own sort of healthy, happiest self, you are going to start looking and feeling your best. And that's all you can ask for, you know? And I think when I started to realize, like, I'm never going to be the most perfect, beautiful person in the world, because no one is, and it's certainly not me. So I'm just going to try to be myself and take care of myself. And, you know, if people notice that I'm getting older, Okay. Yeah. Cause I am, you know, there's really nothing you can do. Like, I just remember yeah. reading like just now some, somebody famous for being hot and she was basically <laughs> saying like, yeah, I've done all the things that you do and, you know, I've tried to fight it, but I've realized that like, no matter how much money you have and how much money you spend on like looking good, you're going to get older. Like even the best looking, most beautiful, perfect older people, you're older and everybody knows it. So the sooner that we just sort of like are okay with it and just kind of Mm -hmm. accept that these things happen and we're lucky to get to experience it, you know, um, it doesn't mean you're like happy every minute or think that you're beautiful or don't wish you were, I don't know, 22 sometimes. I don't really wish I was 22. I remember (laughs) that and it kind of sucked, but, um, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. just finding some acceptance and like, again, just to summarize it, cause we could talk about this forever on my side that I do think finding, finding the balance of like, not letting it control you, like wanting to look cute. Great. Working at it. Great. Um, but knowing that you're worth more than just what you look like and people love you for more than just what mm-hmm. you look like. And, um, there are always going to be more important things about you than how, cute you are or how perfect your face is or how flat your stomach is. Right. Um, and <laughs> yeah. really, really internalizing that. Cause I think a lot of people say it, it's like this cute, like you say it on Instagram to like be empowering, but like really believing it and knowing it, um, is a different mm-hmm. thing. And it makes you feel better. It's just, it's sort of a relief, you know, when you don't have to hold on to that so tightly. Yeah, no. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think kind of just wrap it up on my side. Like, like you said, there's nothing wrong and this can kind of segue into your update too. Like there's nothing wrong with trying to work towards a body composition goal. And like, and there's nothing wrong with feeling good naked or in a bikini or feeling your most confident self and working towards that. That's absolutely like, you should be doing that. Like that's something that I think it can be super empowering, but there also needs to be like the realistic expectation of like, what can you actually maintain? Um, and what is like realistic for you and for your lifestyle and for your body really. And that's something that's taken me a long time to, to realize for myself and even just going through all the different like things that I've gone through with my body composition over the years. Um, 
something that someone said once that I didn't coin this, but I saw it somewhere probably like a year and a half ago. And it really stuck with me. Um, it, it was your, your leanest body is most likely not your happiest life. And I think I've said that before on this podcast. Um, but that I continue to, to kind of, you know, right now I am not <clears throat> coming. And, and there's another thing here too, like, especially when you do get leaner and like, you've done a show, right. I've done, you know, video shoots and, and, uh, photo shoots and things like that. When you get to that level of leanness, um, it, there's like a, a sense of kind of distortion and like what actually is realistic for you to be able to maintain. And so it kind of changes your perception of your body image. And if you are not in tune with that, if you are not understanding of the expectations that have to occur or the lifestyle that you have to, to have, to be able to maintain that, um, then it's, it's very, it can be very, very hard to come to terms with that. Right. So again, it's like, I'm going to say it one time, like your leanest body is most likely not your happiest life because your happiest life, my happiest life is going out to dinner on and, and, you know, on the weekends and enjoying date night and splurging a little bit and not doing hours and hours of cardio every single day and like all these things. Right. And, you know, some people, some people do that. Some people want to do that. Like, that's fine. But like, what is, what is real for you? Like, what is actually doable for you over the long term? Because the further away that you get from what you can maintain for real over the long term for your lifestyle, the further you veer away from that, the harder it's going to be to maintain what you're doing. And this just comes with everything else we talk about with balance. Um, and so I've kind of like just coming off of my video shoot in, in August, right? How many months ago is that? Like six or seven months, whatever. And like, I'm absolutely not maintaining my, the leanest I was back then. Um, but, and, and there are days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, like I feel, you know, fluffier or just like uncomfortable. And the more conscious I'm, I am about like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like you are still the same person. Like you are still, you know, healthy and strong and lean even, Mm-hmm. the more you like look in the mirror and like enlist that positivity versus like, Oh, I hate like look in the mirror and be like, so negative about all the places of your body that you hate For, mm-hmm. say like, Oh, I actually love this, this part of my body. Right. Or I, I know that like, I'm my happiest and living my best life a few pounds heavier than yes. maybe I want to see myself. Right. Yes. And so coming to terms with that and like understanding that I think is so powerful and it doesn't happen overnight either. Like I'm still not there. Right. And I don't think I'll ever be like, Oh my gosh, I'm completely comfortable with my body at all stages that is at. Um, but I definitely am way more aware of the things that I'm saying to myself when I look in the mirror or the, the feelings that I'm feeling or, you know, than I was three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah, I like it. I think, that's I think I think one thing too, just I mean for you, but also for people listening, and I think I've said this before, but it's just like worth reiterating that like, yeah, none of us probably ever get to a perfect place where we're perfectly 100% happy with who we are and what we look like at all times. But we can get pretty close. 
And one of the things that I think helps, and it's something that we try to teach with the podcast, with the course, with all the coaching that we do, is it's a lot, the, your relationship to your body can be a lot less like fraught with insecurity and like self-hatred and all those things when you learn how to work with your body. And I think one of the things that is good for you to remember as somebody who is so educated and knows so much about health and body composition is that, you know, if you wake up one day kind of uncomfortable, feeling kind of fluffy, like kind of wishing you had the abs back or whatever, you can kind of take comfort in knowing like, this is the stage I'm in. Cause I chose to be here. I know exactly what I'm doing. And if I want to go be leaner again, I know exactly how to do it. Exactly. You know, like that it's, it's empowering yourself with skills and knowledge. Cause I think a lot of people feel so lost and upset and self-loathing because they don't know what to do. They're lost. They tried some things that didn't work, or maybe they tried some things and didn't stick with it long enough or what have you. There's so many different reasons why we can feel kind of stuck or lost, but that's what we're doing is we're trying to teach people to have these skills so that they feel in control of their decisions and how they choose to, you know, be healthy and move through the world, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, um, 100%. I guess we can just segue right into the updates because we're yeah. talking let's, about let's bodies and body composition. So, I mean, as of this recording, we're only like, it's technically the beginning of week three, but the first week was literally just like me learning how to use a spreadsheet. Um, so, so there was like, you, but know, you learned pretty for, quick, right? Like it was like a oh day yeah. or two. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, again, okay. I'm not like totally clueless. It's just been, it's been a long time since I have been this sort of meticulous about paying attention to everything, tracking everything. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, like, you know, jumpstart. I'm like, oh boy, I got to do a lot of stuff that I wasn't doing before with regard Mm -hmm. to mindfulness around workouts and walking and water and nutrition and all of those things. Um, but I mean, an interesting, a couple interesting observations from having like a solid week and then a couple days of tracking my food, eating less than I was before for sure. Um, and trying to do a little bit more movement and stuff like that. I really am not as hungry as I thought I would be, which has got to say something about that I was eating maybe relatively significantly more than I needed to because I just, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll get there. Maybe in a week or two, like the hunger is really going to hit. I think also because I'm very stressed out, I just have like a lot of life stress. So that probably is like dampening my appetite too. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely noticing more. This is just kind of an update to my coach here. I'm noticing. <laughs> Definitely more in terms of my body wants to move less and I'm a little bit more tired during the day than I'm starving. I want to eat more food. Um, and that's part of maybe what the adjustment period is. And maybe it's, it's showing that I'm still burning through all this extra stuff that I have. Um, I, I'm not starving myself, so it's not so mm-hmm. extreme that it's like horrible. Um, but I really kind of expected immediately to just be like, I want to eat 10 times more than I'm eating now. And I'm really not feeling that. Like I'm certainly noticing that I'm eating less, um, but mm-hmm. I haven't really had a ton of cravings. I haven't been super hungry, um, but it definitely, I'm feeling a little extra um, not wanting to go out and move more and like get the steps in and do the whole workout. And I'm just feeling a little bit more like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just sit here, <laughs> but I'm not, yeah. I'm trying very hard not to. Um, so that's probably like the biggest thing. 
Um, mm -hmm. Is there any, I, I mean, are there any other like questions or like, cause we haven't, yeah. I put, I put in Instagram, like ask specific questions about how, what we're yeah. doing for this prep if people have well, questions, but. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And, and I'll just kind of say to that, like that is absolutely, um, and you know, if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to the last two podcasts, like definitely go back and listen to that. Cause it sets the scene for what we're talking about and right. we're not going to kind of repeat all of that. Um, but like with the approach that you're taking, it is absolutely normal to feel some less energy, especially with going, you know, especially with the aggressive kind of, um, approach that we're taking with this short time, time frame. But the fact that you aren't feeling a ton of hunger um, is a really good sign that one, your body is healthy, right? Because your body is able to adapt in that sense um, quickly. Um, so there's kind of the, the saying like a healthy body is a responsive body, right? So that's another thing that like a lot of people just don't think about is like, oh, it's calories in, calories out. Like that's the only thing that matters. Absolutely not because yeah. everything matters how your body responds to to those calories to that deficit is all all has to do with like what's happening internally with your hormones with your stress your sleep like they all it's all a puzzle all the pieces matter um so i think that the fact that you are feeling the way you feel right now is you know with the hunger side of things is um, just a, a matter of like your body being in, in a good place, right? You spent years not dieting. So going into this, um, with that is the ideal situation. Also the fact that like you are eating mostly whole foods, mostly all whole foods. Right. Um, so you're, you're like, you're not using like diet foods or like low calorie, lots of stuff, like a few things here and there are fine, but it's not like that's your, yeah. you know, that's your norm. Right. So that's a huge piece of it too. Um, and then also the other thing is like, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but like your training and your movement are geared towards the, like the non hit stuff. Like we're, we're taking the approach of like slow, steady cardio, like implementing more steps. Um, if you are, you are doing cardio, but it is parasympathetic. Like you're walking on the treadmill or doing the bike for 30 minutes at like a conversational pace, you're not, you haven't been doing any like high intensity, like hit stuff, right? Nothing. Okay. So Nothing. that's another, I think that has nothing, another kind of, uh, reason why hunger might also be managed there because again, you're managing your stress overall, right. Um, to the best degree. Um, and then just the style of training that we're doing where you're going into the, the gym and you're training to still build muscle you're not training to burn calories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think all of those things are, are very important. And all those things are like what we're focused on and what I think a lot of people miss the mark on when it comes to trying to lose body fat, honestly, in a way that's productive and, and the most like doing basically the least amount of work to actually get the best result. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Um, and speaking of that, we'll touch on just one, cause I gotta, I gotta have like one kind of <laughs> annoying, I'm gonna annoy my coach comment. I got to do one a week or else yes. what's the fun. Um, and again, of course I have to like preface every conversation about this experience with like, you were doing this as a favor to me, um, and an experiment for us to 
learn and share with our listeners, right? So this is a different coaching relationship than like your typical one would be. Um, so I just want to preface that. Um, but one, one area, I think I've been pretty compliant. Like, you know, obviously you and I have different coaching styles. I think that, um, you are definitely, you definitely cater more to people who are looking to hit discrete goals. People who are a little bit more, maybe like hard charging, maybe just people who are like, look, I want to do X, Y, Z and tell me how to get there. Whereas, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like more of my clients or the people who come to me are more people who are like, I just want to be healthy. And I really don't want to like do a ton to get there. Like I want to yeah. figure out how to make this super sustainable. Like, I just feel like I kind of, uh, tend to get a clientele who's a little bit more like, I don't want to track everything. I just want to figure out how to like eat better and be less stressed and whatever. So because of that, like we obviously have different, um, ways of working with our, our clients. Um, and so with all that to say, I have gone from like zero to a hundred in terms of paying attention to my food, to my workouts. I'm in the gym with a spreadsheet, filling out numbers. I freaking stuff, love it. Which, you know, I, I, I like it. And I have to say, I do enjoy it from a purely like experimental, like just putting effort into something for the first time in a long time. I really, really enjoy it. Again, I don't know if it's something I would do like long-term, but I, I like having more structure and I like I, I like seeing numbers. I like seeing this stuff. It's interesting to me. Right. And I understand that a lot of people find this very interesting. Um, but one area that I just pushed back a little bit, um, is so you're, you're requiring some things of me, like some pictures, some, you know, weighing yourself regularly, some measurements, mm -hmm. things like that, all data points, right. Totally fine. Um, but at one point you were like, Hey, so you haven't done like all your measurements, right? So maybe just get those measurements in. And I was like, you know what? I ignored that message. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about it on the podcast. Cause it's more fun than talking about it offline. But again, I just, I think it's important. And you, again, you're, you're at a point in your career where you can pick and choose your clients. So if you get a vibe or you have an interaction and you just sort of know that you guys aren't the best fit, you're going to be like, maybe you shouldn't work with me. Right. So maybe in a different world, you'd talk to me and be like, bitch, no, like get out of here. Like you're, you're not going to do what I'm telling you to do. Get out. Okay. But I think that you can agree with me as someone who loves data and loves information and loves the more information, the better, right. The better to help your client. I think you can agree with me in this case, we have seven weeks for me to eat less, tighten up a little bit, look a little bit better. You do not need all of those measurements to help me. Can you agree? <laughs> to help you. Can you agree you do not need them to help yeah. me? Okay. Okay. Well, so, but I need to counter. Okay. But I just want to finish done. my, cause I'm not just doing this to be a dick. I'm not just doing this. Cause I'm like, I'm too lazy to take measurements, but truly like, I don't have a lot of, um, you know, we've talked before about how measuring, weighing, measuring, tracking can, for some people, be potentially triggering, very stressful, not the best approach mm -hmm. for some people. For some people, it's great. And for most people, it's a good, like, temporary tool, right? Um, and I don't really have a big issue with it. Like, I don't I don't find it particularly upsetting. Um, but I just, I don't want to do 
more than is necessary. And I don't believe it's necessary in this particular case that I have to do seven measurements of my body. I don't think it is. I think a couple measurements that you can tell. And I know you said like the arm might be more helpful than the midsection, whatever. I just, I don't think doing all those measurements is needed. Um, especially in light of all the other information and all the other things that I'm, I'm providing and, you know, tracking. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good to me to like measure all parts of my body. Like once a week, I just don't like it. So Yeah. So that's it. I mean, again, I'll, I'll do some of it. I just was like, I know that Rachel can help me without knowing the measurements of my arms and legs. I just know that she can. So yeah, no, and no, you're, you're absolutely right. In my eyes, it's just, well, there's two things. The first thing is if you're going to go through the trouble of taking your clothes off (laughs) or whatever, that's no trouble at all. My friend, come on already there. <laughs> Cause we do measurements with, you know, no clothes, whatever. Um, if you're going to go through the trouble of doing that, of getting the measuring thing out of getting your, your chart up and all that stuff, and you're going to take four out of the seven measurements, why not take the extra 20 seconds to take the three other ones just to complete the picture? Um, right. so that's one thing. The second thing is specifically with like the arm measurement and, uh, knowing that like your first thing, like one of the first things we talked about is like for you, like you, like one of the the main parts of your body that you want to, uh, like where you lose the fat from last or whatever, right. Is like around your arms. So that having an arm measurement is, is a great kind of thing to look at because not only, uh, can I see where things are going? But like, you can also see like, oh, okay. Like this actually is like, <clears throat> it's only been a few weeks and I'm losing some fat around my arm. And obviously there's some other things that go into it and, and stuff like that, but it's also just kind of like, a another, again, another data point there, but is it, is it necessary for me to see every single me- measurement to help you, especially with what we're doing now? No. Um, but it, it, in my eyes, it's like, okay, there's, like if it's an extra 15 to 20 seconds to do that, since you're already doing it, like that will, it, it, it's stuff that we can look at down the line. It, it kind of goes the same with like the pictures, right? So there's people who give a lot of hesitation to taking starting pictures because like who wants to take a starting progress picture when you don't feel your best or whatever. Um, that is like an, there's a non-negotiable there because I've had clients specifically who have been so against taking the pictures and I've said, okay, that's fine. And then six months later, they're like, God damn it. it. I really regret not taking those first set of pictures. And I'm like, I told you. And every single person has regretted it. So that's where it's like a hard stop of just like been doing this for years and seeing people and all that stuff. Um, And then the other thing I'll say is that like, for example, the scale, right? Um, There's a reason why I have you measuring, like if we're going to use the scale as a, a means of uh, adjustments and using that as a, a data point with all the other things we're doing, then we have to make sure that we are paying attention to using the the daily to show us the averages. Um, and so if I have some clients who are not willing to weigh themselves every single day and they're like, oh, I just want to weigh myself twice a week. I'm like, okay, we're not going to use the scale then because yeah. you weigh yourself twice a week. You could be weighing yourself 
on the days after you've like, who knows what's going on and the scale number is up. And so now it's like, you know, we're in it for three weeks and you're weighing yourself only on two days of the week. And for some reason, those two days are the days where it's the highest fluctuation. We don't know, right? Because we don't see the other data points. Then <laughs> I'm not going to be using, like, I don't want to use the scale then. It's like, no, we don't, we don't need to use the scale. We'll use the other things, right? Yeah. Or there's ways around that. Like you can, you know, if you don't want to look at the scale every morning, you can use a Bluetooth scale and put a piece of tape over, or you can change the scale to kilograms instead of pounds so that the number doesn't register in your head mm -hmm. and you're just collecting the data so that I can see it over time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's those, those things that are all part of the, the coaching, just doing this for a while and like seeing, working with so many different people, right. There's all these things that are in my head that like, maybe I, like maybe you don't know, or like, you don't know why I'm asking for this, but there is a right, there's a reason to it. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so I think that that's kind of just how I come at it, I guess. I mean, again, I feel like neither of us are wrong. If I didn't yeah. push back on you about something, it wouldn't be any fun. No. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, 100%. You're, you're kind of winning me over, I guess, on the arm thing a little bit, but like, I will say you did win me over on the weighing thing because I was really like my knee jerk reaction to weighing myself every day was really like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, it's like, I'm, I'm questioning my own knee jerk reactions because on one hand, again, I think in many cases and for life, it's not a good idea to be obsessively weighing yourself, but this isn't that this is a very finite period of time where we are gathering information. And if I truly believe that it is not triggering to have whatever weight shows up, then it shouldn't be a big deal to just weigh yourself and get that number. Exactly. And again, that's not for everybody, but for me, I think that that's, a, that's okay in this instance. And I will say like, again, you, you're completely correct because in the last 10 days or whatever of weighing myself every morning, the number is different every single day. And if I only did it once every seven days, and that just happened to be the day I was a little bloated and I went up a pound from my starting point when I've been dieting for 10 days, I would feel like shit. Exactly. Know? So yes, I, exactly. I'm reiterating what you tell everybody <laughs> and what you know is already true. But again, it's like, you can understand why people's initial reaction, like go buy a scale and weigh yourself every single morning. Mm. And people are like, barf, hate that. <laughs> But yeah. again, if we can start to disassociate a little bit, um, what we're doing with, again, our worth, like we were just talking about the top of this call, like, God forbid you have a number that you don't like so much. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change that you're a good person worthy of love. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You just, maybe you're bloated. Maybe you need to poop. I don't know, whatever yeah. it's not a big deal. Um, so that part, yeah, yeah. like you, you've won me over. So, I mean, maybe, maybe next time maybe I'll do the measurement. I'm still not fully. Not fully just do the arm one. I don't care about that. Okay. Uh, fine. Can I just, just say one, one more thing here? Yeah. Can I just say one more thing here too? Um, yeah. before we, before we end, um, there is also, again, all of these different things that we're doing, there's a reason for them. And yeah. I've had clients who have not seen a change in the scale we've measured. We've been like taking daily scale measurements or whatever scale numbers for months on end. And that scale number stays relatively the same, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the measurements are dropping and the pictures mm -hmm. are changing. Mm -hmm. And so that's just another piece of like, oh, wow. So you can literally see that the scale is not actually moving, but you yeah. are recomping your body. Right. Yes. 
And so that's another like very powerful thing to be able to, to see that the scale is actually staying the same, but other things are changing. Um, again, this is very particular to the person where you're at, how advanced you are, like all that jazz. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that we need to also like remember is that it's not just like, oh, we're looking to see the scale change. Sometimes we're looking to actually not see it change, but we need to look at it to be able to see that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess in summary, it's going great so far. Um, I give you a plus for coaching, for just being just really on the ball, really positive, really responsive, and literally providing everything that I could need. Like that's ultimately at the end of the day, what's important, especially with such a short time frame. Like I have all the tools I need to get what I want out of this experience. So feeling good about Love that. It. Um, and maybe we'll see how big my arms are the next time we, <laughs> we chat about this. Cause I mean, they're meaty. Like I feel good about it. So we'll yeah. see. Um, all right. Before we go, got to shout out our show sponsor, Bubs Naturals. Um, they just, as of this recording, Love so, you know, it. we've been talking about how they have collagen and MCT, but they just recently came out with coffee that we both are enjoying. Um, they also just came out with an MCT based creamer. I just, saw um, that. Yeah. So that's kind of a big deal. We don't even have it yet. We're going to have some sent to us so we can try it, but, um, it's supposed to be delicious. Obviously I'm super into the idea. Um, and it's like a good kind of, for a lot of people who just drink coffee first thing in the morning, which maybe I don't advise, but if you do that and you don't eat breakfast, this might be a good way to kind of like boost it a little bit. You get some fat, Mm -hmm. you get some calories, it tastes delicious. So, um, we have a 20% discount. MSW20 at bubsnaturals.com. Stock up, get your coffee, get your collagen. Thanks, guys. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week.